This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, listener out there. You are once again welcome to our program, Pillow Talk. We have been discussing our topic, dating and courtship, over the weeks. And I know you have been following us. As I promised you, we didn't finish the last time. We're going to finish today. The last time, if you can remember, we spoke about the do's, the don'ts. We also spoke about the types of courtship we have. And if you remember, we mentioned interesting types, like the filthy the wrong, Nicodemus, the close courtship, and all that, the carryover. I've learned a lot, and I know you have also learned a lot. Today, we're going to talk about the benefits, the importance that one stands to get if you really go through a proper courtship and dating. And to help me to do these discussions are my panel members, and I want to appreciate them and appreciate the time that they always get to join us. I have Madame Jimama upon every year here, Madam, welcome. Thank you. I also have Madam Majo and Sedu Boatin. You are welcome. You. And I have Madam Patience Amatando, who is a pastor's wife. Madam, welcome. Thank you. And um, we're going to, I hope today we will finish our topic, dating and courtship. That has been a very interesting one over the weeks. The last time, as I said, we spoke about the types. We mentioned Nicodemus, very interesting name there. We mentioned closed, we mentioned wrong courtship. We mentioned, uh, Madam, you mentioned carry over, I remember, and filthy and all that. And I know we have learned a lot as well as our listeners. I want us to talk about the benefits that one stands to get if the person is able to go through proper courtship and dating. I'm using the word proper here. <laughs> so what do we stand to get so that our listener out there will know that if I try to stay in this courtship and I do it properly, these are the things I'm going to you know, have as what benefit. So let's begin with uh, Jimmy. Is there any importance of courtship and dating? Yes, uh, there are several benefits or importance okay. of courtship yeah. to the couples, of course, and I believe also to the family yes, and then to the course. society. Because if both of you have purposeful courtship and it leads to purposeful marriage or a blessing marriage, the society, the family, we all benefit from it. So one important, I will say, is it prepares both parties financially. When Yes, when you are both uh, courting and you know that our purpose is towards marriage, mm-hmm. that's when you try to understand each other's finances, okay. what's your salary, what's mine, what's your allowances, what's mine. If maybe you plan a ceremony, how would we go Do by it? Okay. What's the allocation or portion of how would we even manage our home? savings. You talk about all these things before you enter into marriage so that before I go, I know that if, let's say, 20% of my salary is for this saving, right. it's for that saving, it's for that. We understand so each other. So there should be that, that kind of transparency yes, in between the you and your partner. Yes, in the financial in finances. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much. Madam Adwa, please. Yeah, you would also need to do physical preparation. Ah, okay. uh, you know you'll be getting married soon. You need a place of your own. Okay. You cannot marry whilst you are still staying with, with parents yeah. or with friends. And so you need to find a place. At least you need something in the room. Yeah. 
for now, when you get married, you don't want your wife to go out watching television in another person's house. So of yeah. course, it is not a standard, though. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is you should try that as much as possible. <clears throat> things that will make things. you comfortable, mm. you have them. And it is this time that you need to really you take a look at. Yeah. And also, you have to... It's a period that you can also learn or study yourselves okay. you have to know each other pers- uh, yeah. each other's character okay. so that you would know their strength their weaknesses mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. them how can we overcome our weaknesses, our weaknesses. Yeah. because you don't want to overlook mm-hmm. these weaknesses because when you get married you will not be able to overlook them because mm-hmm. reality will set in when you are married mm-hmm. so this is a period that actually helps you to know who your wife you to be really is or who your husband yeah. to be is and then you work towards how to come to a compromise where you'll be able to cope with yourself okay so it gives you the opportunity to really know exactly where you are entering into so that you tell yourself this is where i'm going i've agreed to go and therefore you're not shocked you know you don't get to this culture shock so that's the thing just happening it's like oh i didn't know Mm -hmm. this was yeah okay madam patience please add something what i want to add uh on the financial thing that you mentioned In fact, uh, during the course, because you have the privilege of studying each other, yeah. you really know how your partner spends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that will help you to plan. Mm-hmm. Very well. Some men are stingy. Is that how we call it? Yes. yes. Uh, some women I'm also overspend. Stingy. <laughs> some women also o- oh, yeah. spend too it's much. True. Yes. It's true. So it's if true. you get to know that... Mm-hmm. Each of them will know how to handle yeah. situations when they get married finally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And one more thing that um, makes me so happy. Okay. Through the courtship, you you, you establish friendship. Mm. With your partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that makes marriage enjoyable is when you your are friends. Your partner becomes your friend. Your friend. Mm-hmm. So through the courtship, you can establish really that. And when that. you carry that into the marriage, marriage. it, it helps a lot. Oh, okay. When you are courting, we didn't mention this when we, we were talking about that one. Okay. There are certain things you, you, you if I, you cannot change your partner, you only mm-hmm. manage how to handle him or her. Or her. Okay. So if you have, you get knowledge of these things, you carry them into your the, marriage, your marriage and it mm. helps. And I'm sure uh, the friendship is not just between the two who of are getting course. married. It will go beyond. The family yeah, also yeah. comes in. Okay. So these are some of the importance of okay. courtship. I think we haven't exhausted it all. Yeah. So, yes. Um, another importance to it, it exposes you to your partner's family. Okay, so that's and what she was Yeah, saying. your partner's okay. family and gives room for purposeful counseling. Okay. Because now you are sure that both of you, you are really purposeful, you want to marry. Right. So you also go into for purposeful counseling from a pastor, a, re- oh, a religious leader, an okay. expert yeah. in marriage, that they will guide you. There are certain things you by yourself, you don't see, but they will bring light to them and their experience in marriage, of course. Yeah. So then they introduce certain things to you and you are able to really understand the concept of marriage and what will happen. Okay. Family-wise, you get to know the extended side of of your partner's when family. you enter the house you have to be watchful you have to watch you should watch all gestures everything you don't have to take anything for a joke yeah whether all the right. sisters are cool the whether in-laws. the brothers the in-laws you know how they will handle it body language exactly watch all this yes okay madam Ajua, you want to come yeah, in yeah you okay. have to it's a it's a period to help you plan okay. how your future okay. will be like. How many kids would you yeah, want to have? have yeah. Where would you want to stay? Okay. And 
the activities you'd want to engage in in the future. You need to discuss all these things. So it's a period that actually affords you so the time. So when you observe that your partner likes fufu too much, what do you do? You manage it. Some people like fufu. You know, somebody talks about managing. Okay, yeah, madam. We would have to that. compromise. There are some things I would want and the other person might not want okay. that. So we would agree, disagree. We would have to make sure everybody is happy in the, in the relationship. Oh. We are not yet married, mm-hmm. right? But you get that one yes. Day. Yeah. We don't have to act like married people. people. No. Oh, okay. All right. It's something we also missed during the mm-hmm. first round. Yeah. You don't have to act like married mm-hmm. people. You are not expected to mm-hmm. go wash, go cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not supposed mm-hmm. to pay money to your wife's relatives oh. as if you are a mm-hmm. husband figure. Mm-hmm. It is something we don't do. However, once a while, you can do some of these surprises. Yeah, so when yes, when we discuss, oh, I like fufu, mm-hmm. I like apple. Okay. One time you can surprise a person with right. it. But the emphasis here is about planning how your life would okay. be together when you get, when married, you get married. married. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Madam I also want to add, to add this. Okay. Uh, this point, we also made it. Mm-hmm. When you are courting, you don't have to pretend. Exactly. You have to be exactly who you are. are. Your real you. Yes. So otherwise, otherwise, when you marry, it 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 it, it, it you will be disappointed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you 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 put up your real behavior, so, uh-huh. help you. and then, you know when you are getting prepared, you okay. are always serious. You want to um, go into prayer, those mm-hmm. things. So and if when you get married, don't stop. You have to carry to it, that. and don't it pretend. will help. Yeah. As Christians, must every help. marriage begin? With uh, marriage begins with a courtship. courtship. Is it compulsory? Uh, it's not. This one compulsory. is a quick one. I think okay. It's on your culture. All right. Yeah, okay. Because there are some cultures that don't do that. So All right. Okay. And and so. and do the Bible affirm this courtship? Do we? Yeah, I think. Uh, Mary, Jesus, uh, the mother of Jesus. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. The and so Isaac, was some kind of Isaac. Okay. Isaac and Rebecca. Yes. You know they did some form of closed. Courtship. Eliezer, who is the servant of Abraham, studied Rebecca and then brought her to to Isaac. Isaac. But the emphasis here is that there was an opportunity to study the person to see if the person was suitable. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, my panel members. Our time is up. I think we have really dealt into this topic, dating and courtship. And I know you have followed us up to the last point, and I know you have taken a lot of lessons from it. This is Pillow Talk. We will come your way another time. Thank you.
Dear friend, we would like to receive your feedback, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849 plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa We have another segment for you and that is Present Truth You are welcome to the program Present Truth. My name is Pastor Alexander Opoko and I'm happy to come your way this morning to share a word of God with you. Let's bow and pray before we start. Our Heavenly Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the opportunity to meet once again as you're about to share your word. Come and give us understanding. So at the end of the day, we'll have cause to glorify your name. Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. And let's pick our Bibles, dear listener, as we open to Isaiah chapter 40 verses 31. I read, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, this is a simple scripture Isaiah, through God's grace, is given unto us this morning. So, if you look at it critically, it is telling us something. That we need to understand. It says that they shall mount up with wings like eagles. We shall run. Meaning that they encounter problems we go through. The difficulties we go through. But it will not come over us. And then we will walk. But we will not get weary. Meaning that the crisis we are going through. We will do. It will come. But by God's grace we shall overcome. And let me say that. We as human beings, as we are, we are no different from children. We pray to God for an answer, expecting so many things from God. And immediately, if it does not come, we think that God does not exist or God didn't hear us. So this impatience explains the number of Christians who go around daily seeking for miracles and uh, fast remedies to their solutions. So we are always want to fast tracking something. When we pray to God, we don't wait on him for an answer. We try to do things on our own. And we forget that the Bible is filled with believers who waited and held on God in spite of their problems, such as we can talk about Jacob, we can talk about Abraham, and so we can mention a lot of them even on your own. These people holding, they held on to their faith. They waited on God. And then it goes to a point that it seemed pointless and useless, but they still believed that they were serving a living Savior. So they waited on him, and they had answers to their problems. Let me just give you a small background about this uh, quotation I've just read. Uh, during Isaiah's time, the dispirited nations of Israel suffered a period of great distress politically, and oppressive Assyrian powers invaded and conquered their land. So they thought that, it was that was the end of everything. So it got to a point that Israel had nearly gave 
uh, up hope, thinking God had abandoned them. Yet, Isaiah tried to explain that God was still with them. So they needed just to wait on God for an answer. And then they had answers to their problem. So brothers, we must also wait on God for all uh, our, our solutions so that he is ever ready to give them unto us. He does not faint. That's the God we save. Does not uh, grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. To him who has no might, he increases strength. This is the power of God. This is the man we are serving. So everything we need, let us wait patiently on him. And by all means, he will give us an answer. If you are youth and we think that we, we have the power, we can do things on our own without waiting on God, we will faint. If you are rich people, if you have everything, and we think that we can do things on our own without waiting on God, we will fail. So what we need to do for our lives is that we must always wait on God and then he is ready to, to hear us and give us a solution to our problem. Let me say that in ancient Hebrew culture, uh, the Reverend Eagles, as mighty warriors, that all, they also cared firstly for their young. They trained their eaglets to, to uh, ready for, for evil days and times that are difficult that will come. So they prepared them to wait and then they, they trained them how they can survive. So brothers, as human beings, by all means, we go through a lot of issues, but we need to train our minds. We need to train our understanding that we are serving a living God who will give us a solution to our problems. So as Christians today can apply the principle of Isaiah 40, 31, by trusting in God's sovereignty and waiting faithfully for him. When we do that, by all means, we will get an answer to our problems. We should not rush in life to always find solution to ourselves. We must wait patiently on God. And by all means, he will give us answers. God, in his grace, will provide power, strength, and courage to the weary, weak and doubt-trodden, when they are willing to be patient and wait on him. When we do that, God, by all means, give us answers to our problem. It could be that you have faced or you are facing a problem that this is too great for you to bear. You sense that you don't have the strength to push it through. Maybe it has become a burden to, too heavy for you to bear. But my brother, I'm telling you that we are serving a living God. We are serving a God who hears an answer. We are serving a God who is ready to, to answer everyone. We are serving God who is ready to give us something that we need. So we must just wait on him. So let me say that never look at tomorrow's burden with today's strength. As the day is, so shall that strength be. So my name is Pastor Alexander Poku, and I'm happy to share with you the word of God. So um, until we leave, let's share a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you for giving us just a wonderful message. It's a prayer that you be with us so that we will wait on you and save you. So that when you come, you give an answer to your word. We thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849. Plus 233-5015. 1561849. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. 
AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. Oh, oh, oh.